0: is up does it have the leg it Are you kidding me nico DeFonte from 59 yards to win the 81st party Cup. hello everybody this is jacob eric and jake here that was a clip from this last week's football game which we'll talk about later on very crazy game to say the least Uh, We're coming at you guys here from UBC's Point Grey campus, broadcasting from the unceded and ancestral grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to CITR 101.9 with this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye, always keeping you up to date on the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. It was a week full of both heartbreak and promise for the Thunderbirds as soccer and and football seasons, rather, came to a close while volleyball kept surging and Basketball and hockey are fighting strong during their ups and downs of the seasons.
1: Yeah, so uh, heartbreak for the men's soccer team uh, this week. Um, this time last week we were telling you that it was looking like UBC were going to be challengers for that uh, national championship. Um, but sadly, not to be. Um, we start off with the semifinal. Um, the Thunderbirds were bravely pressing forward against um, Université de Montréal, uh, number two ranked team in the country. Um but in the 17th minute, uh, Frédéric Lajoie Gravel got on the end of a great through ball from Abubakar Sissoko and chipped a shot from the edge of the six-yard box over Chad Bush off his line. The Thunderbirds would continue to push for an equalizer, but that 80th-minute 80th goal from Jonathan Makaya was enough to push Montreal over the line, and they would head to the final. UBC would go on to the bronze medal game, and for the longest time it looked like it would be a mirror image of the semifinal. Um, the tournament hosts, Thompson Rivers, um, were up one nothing after halftime. They added a second in the 68th minute. Um, and, you know, for what seems like the millionth time in um, UBC's men's soccer playoff run, it looked like it was going to go to a, a really late winner in that extra time. This one actually went to penalties. UBC um, unfortunately missed all of their penalties, and Wolfpack packs scored three. Um, they won the bronze. You know, obviously not the way you want to go out, but um, great season for UBC. I'd like to congratulate them on a really impressive season, regardless of the final outcome in these national championships.
0: Like you said, they made it uh, They made it out to the finals, um, or rather the semis for the bronze, but making it just past Canada West is really important. And whether it was a bit of luck early on or, or uh, the fate was with the birds, I think UBC got to the national championships with a lot of comebacks and overtime wins, and sometimes that luck kind of runs out. It's exciting soccer, undoubtedly, but it's not really sustainable, and unfortunately just running out of a bit of luck or uh, comeback fever late here in the nationals.
2: Yeah, there's uh, no shame in finishing fourth in the country, though. And they're still the Canada West champions. There's no matter what how it ended for them. It was still a very good season for the UBC men's team.
1: Yeah, definitely. And looking ahead, um, they've got the rookie of the year, the Canada West rookie of the year in Victorie um, formerly of the Vancouver Whitecaps. They've got Mackenzie Cole. They've got Zach Verhoven, Colin Gillerm. They're the second years this year. They're gonna move into a more important role next season. So I think UBC will continue to be one of the top teams in the Canada West Conference next season.
2: In basketball news, the men bounced back this past weekend after two tough losses to Calgary. They regained their offensive form and beat the UNBC, UNBC Timberwolves twice, improving their record in Canada West to 4-2. and In and the match on Friday, the Thunderbirds built a double-digit lead in the first half before completely breaking the game open with a strong third quarter before UNBC made it a little bit closer in garbage time in the fourth quarter with the final score of 100-85 for UBC. Thunderbirds got back on track offensively in this game. They shot 57% from the field and 41% from three, and it was a balanced attack as well as an efficient one and with five players scoring in double figures, led by Phil Joel Alpour's 29 points as he bounced back from last weekend and Connor Morgan's 20 points, which he managed to score on only nine shots, and they kept rolling on Saturday. They opened the game with a lightning quick 10-0 run and never looked back from there as they led wire to wire and what ended up being a very comfortable win, 104-72 the final. Their energy completely overwhelmed the Timberwolves from the jump and the dominant offense continued as they shot over 50% from the field and from three. But the free throw line was a little shaky. They only shot 58% from the line, but it didn't matter. They were all unstoppable
0: offensively on both Friday and Saturday. And it's been impressive to see UBC's offensive performance so far this weekend putting up 100 and then 104 points but on the season so far uh, they've they've scored more than 100 in all four of their wins and they've done a really nice job bouncing back from those two tough Calgary losses last weekend.
1: yeah the Thunderbirds are um, second in the conference in points per game obviously on the back of those 400 point wins um, first in field goal percentage with 51, third with three point percentage with 36. And um, Phil Jalalpour, a huge part of that um, three-point percentage, because in these last two games he shot 69% from three, which is silly. It's so good. He went 11 from 16 over the course of the two games. He also had a 66% um, overall uh, shooting percentage on this one, or on both of these weekend games. Um, he's had a huge weekend, and that's really important because he sort of started slow. Um, he's coming back now. That could be an important part of this Thunderbirds run. And it was
0: nice to see how Jalalpour, like you said, kind of got back into it, came out with some very high uh, scoring games early on in the season, then kind of fell off uh, last weekend against the Dinos. But coming back here, so it's about consistency, I think, at this point for the Thunderbirds. Also, Connor Morgan uh, coming back, which has been great. He's averaging 22 points, eight rebounds a game, and he's shooting 53% from the field. So I think it's maybe a mixture of Morgan feeling like he's back into things now. And uh, having Jalalpour and some younger players, maybe like Shepard, also kind of combining to uh, make them into a real strong offensive force, Jake.
2: Yeah, overall, it was a very good weekend for the Thunderbirds. Important for them to get back on track after the weekend in Calgary, which they did. Unfortunately, though, the women's team had the opposite result as they lost both of their matches to UNBC this past weekend, dropping them to 3-3 three and three in Canada West play. And it was very disappointing, especially on Friday, because they seemed to have it in the bag. They were up 15 in the third quarter, but UNBC closed that quarter on a 16-4 to run and followed that with a 17-3 to run in the final minutes of the fourth. It was very disappointing for UBC to let the Timberwolves back into the m- match, and they only managed to score 9 points in the final frame, which at least some of that has to rest on the shoulders of the their star performance, especially Madison Penn, who had a bit of a mixed bag in this match. On one hand, she scored 19 points and had a career-high 15 rebounds, but she also only shot 6-for-16 six from the field and committed 7 turnovers. And unfortunately, the end of Friday's match carried over into Saturday, as the Thunderbirds had a good first quarter, but it all went downhill from there. They were up 22-14 to 14 after the first, but they were outscored by at least 9 points in every quarter after that, and it was another rough night for Penn, who only managed 7 points and 5 rebounds on 2 of 8 shooting.
1: Yeah, I think the 3-point shooting was the the death knell sort of in in these two. Um, That second match, you're talking about a 22% uh, 3-point percentage and only 50% from the line as well. Um, And uh, and UNBC shot 63% from 3 and 84% of the line, and that was um, really tough for them to come back from. If you have a bad free throw percentage, uh, if you have a bad 3-point percentage, that's not looking good, and uh, it showed in this one.
0: I think something that we've seen on the men's side that isn't quite working as well so far for the women's is the distribution of points. We've seen Madison Penn and Filowich really carrying this team so far, but I think getting some other players involved. Of course, Jessica, Jessica Hanson put up 14 points uh, in the first match, and 19 in the second, which is nice, but I think getting some of the other players, like LaGuerta, more involved consistently, um, coming back to that point on consistency that we touched on with Jalalpour, is, is gonna be key if they really want to uh get get the season on a on a winning note and keep it up.
1: Yeah, and they've had consistent offense generally, um, besides obviously that um big loss to Calgary. Um they've been putting up uh between sixty one and seventy one points every game. Um their defense has been letting them down and when you combine that with a, a tough game from the line and from beyond the arc, um, you know, you can't really win a game like that. Um so um we'll see if they can turn it around. Um it's you know, there's a lot of basketball left to be played in this season. Um and uh you know, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, overall it was a disappointing weekend for the team and it was one that really did expose their weaknesses, which is scoring depth and three point shooting. Nevertheless, as you said, Eric, there's still a long way to go this season, so we'll see if UBC will be able to
0: right the ship. The Thunderbirds volleyball teams, however, have been nothing short of really stunning so far this season. Last weekend took a collective total between men's and women's, just 13 sets together for Thunderbird wins um, against the visiting Thompson Rivers Wolfpack. Eric and I had the pleasure of doing the commentary for Friday night games on Canada West TV, and it was great to see how dominant and exciting UBC Volleyball continues to be this season, game in, game out. On the men's side, they stayed perfect as they now brought their 2017-2018 record to 6-0 and in big part thanks to the great leadership on the team, but as well um, carrying an extremely deep roster, which has really uh, boosted some of their late-game play. On both Thursday and Friday night, Irvin Brar led the charge for the men's team with 14 and 12 kills respectively, as well as having the nice additional leadership of Matt Gweedy and Keith West, who came over from the University of Alberta, I want to say, last season. Calgary. Calgary, thanks, Eric. Um, who picked up 14 kills on the weekend, um, really allowing the Thunderbirds to easily sweep the Wolf Pack. On Thursday night, averaging 13 kills a set, Thunderbirds' only slip-up was in the uh, second set, where they had seven errors. Outside of that, they dominated 384 hitting percentage. Um, Byron Ketarakis is kind of playing the quarterback role with 31 assists and being a strong team leader in the setter position. Uh, And then in the first two sets Friday night, UBC combined for nine aces in just two frames, including six in the second alone, which we had the pleasure of being there and seeing four coming from Brar. And the stadium was just allowed uh, and so alive. Brar obviously brings so much emotion to the game. The Thunderbirds were also crazy efficient on the attack, earning points on 40.4% of their swings. And although the last set went 23-23, the Thunderbirds prevailed for their second sweep of the weekend. As earlier mentioned, the women's team also had a big weekend, sweeping Thompson Rivers as well. Thursday night was a four-set affair where the Thunderbirds team uh, were led by freshman outside hitter Kira Van Rijk with fourteen kills, twelve digs, and three aces on the night, as well as Liv Ferlin, who had ten kills, an incredible eighteen digs, and three aces. In all three of the first three fr- in all of the first three frames, the birds put themselves in holes, which kind of led for a high drama but able to pull out of it in the first and third sets where they overcame their uh, small two-point deficits. But Liv Furlan playing a big role as she had some really timely kills for the Thunderbirds. And on Friday night, the Thunderbirds weren't perfect, but Kira Van Ryk, who had the game-high 13 kills, was really aided by Gabby Atia, someone who hasn't had as much of a presence in the past, who totaled nine kills with an astounding 615 hitting percentage and a game high five aces uh the setter alessandra gentile also put up 33 assists on the night which moved her up into the top 15 all-time for canada west for career assists now at 2442
1: yeah um the the it's just such exciting volleyball it's it's some of the best volleyball i've had the pleasure to watch um uh, especially on friday um Having that distribution of scoring, having a lot of players who can make an impact—you know, Keith West on that men's team, not a star but put up a great amount of points. Same thing with tay on the women's side. Um, that distribution is huge, and it's part of the reason that they're so exciting and they're able to put um, really interesting and uh, exciting offensive plays together, no matter who's in the front court. Um, I'm also—I'm uh, I'm really impressed with Irvin Barr. He's been great. Um, He's—you know—he's a leader on the team. He's—he's uh, he's just really fantastic he's gets up he's you know he's not the tallest guy as we've discussed on this show but that vertical is always huge and it's really intimidating to see him get his entire but bo- like upper body above the net and just you know hit that down with power and speed uh byron katarakis um been excellent for the men's team as well he's um their big setter he gets up for blocks um he puts picture perfect sets in he's really just been a huge player for this team
0: and tomorrow night, I think we'll get to see what the Thunderbirds can really do against uh, the Alberta Golden Bears and Pandas, which is going to kick off at five p.m. Pacific. The men's Panda team is also undefeated on the season, and the Alberta women's team posts a uh, identical four and two record to the UBC women's Thunderbird team. So, really, some heavyweights battling out here and seeing what will happen. Uh, we'll obviously catch you up next week on that, and Eric uh, or Jake and I will rather be at that. Uh, Saturday game doing some of the commentary for Canada West. Looking back, we did have a chance to catch up with Irvin Barrar as well as Gabby Atia after the games. So first up, we'll take a listen to what Barrar had to say about his team.
2: Of the season. What has led to this great start to the year?
1: Uh, just our commitment to the process. Like We're just willing to get better every day and not just looking too far ahead, just taking it one game at a time, and I think that's
2: really helped us with our wins. Uh, you guys were in control for most of the match, though Thompson Rivers made a big push at the end of the third set. The team remained composed, however, and you managed to close out close out the game. Uh, how do you keep your cool in situations like that? Uh, just like I said before,
1: we just take it one point at a time. Don't think about the the present, or sorry, don't pre- think about the future. Don't think about the past. Just like take one ball at a time and stick together, and, and we know we'll prevail. Uh, it was another big performance from
2: you tonight, leading the team in points and notching a season high six aces. Uh, how, how have you felt about your own play, both tonight and so far this year?
1: Um, it's been okay. I, I'm still looking looking to peak for the end of the season and just trying to get better every day here. Uh, finally, you
2: guys had a strong season last year, making it to the U Sports semifinals. Uh, and with the start that you've had this season, you look capable of another deep run. So what will you guys' approach be to try and get back to that national
1: stage? Um, <laughs> it's... It's funny because all the answers are quite the same. We're just going to take it one game at a time, and hopefully we'll get to the end there. Uh, we have a pretty strong team this year. A lot of good young guys stepping in and playing well, like Finn McCarthy, Keith West coming as well. So we have a good squad. And we, we think we can get that national medal. We just got to uh, trust the process on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, thanks, I appreciate it.
0: Again, that was Irvin Brar of the UBC uh, men's volleyball team. And now we'll take a listen over to what Gabby Atea had to say for the women's behalf.
2: You guys reached the top of the mountain last year, winning the national championship. Defending your crown won't be easy, but you've started well this season, 5-1. What's been the, the team's mentality this year?
3: Um, I think we've done a really good job at being able to close sets out really well. Um, whether we start off good or not, we've always tended to really push near the end, and that's kind of what's brought us success this season. Um, not the best starting of the sets necessarily, but really finishing off that's what's been going, um, really just being really gritty in the last few points of every set, yeah. Uh,
2: You had a big game tonight, leading the team in points and aces. How do you feel about your performance?
3: Um, I was pretty happy with my performance tonight. It was kind of like a team goal of ours to just kind of uh, lessen the errors and really focus on our serving, putting them out of system, so I thought everyone included did a really good job at... Uh, working different shots, different angles, and we really cleaned up our serving tonight, and I think that put us in a good position, yeah.
2: Uh, you've stepped into a much bigger role this season compared to last. What has that transition been like for you?
3: Um, it's been tough, but um, I'm really ready to work hard and ready to learn. Looking up to the girls who've come before me playing my position, it's been a big help, um, and I'm really excited to have the opportunity continue to work hard, yeah.
2: And finally, this has been a good start to the season, but there's obviously a long way to go. Uh, How will you and the rest of the team make sure that you keep the momentum going throughout this year?
3: Um, I would say just continuing to work hard and not underestimate any of our opponents. Um, Our league is all pretty even right now, and that gives us the chance to just Really give it our all and compete in every single game, not letting um, any preconceived like notions dictate our mo- our mindset going into the game. Just really yeah. honoring everyone and respecting everyone, playing our highest level, giving everyone our highest level. Yeah.
2: Okay. Thank you. And again, congr- congratulations on your win. Thank you.
1: All right, sorry about that. We are going to take a quick break for ads here and then we will be right back.
0: Hold of some pig skin. This is my shimmering life prize. All I must do is create a diversion. What could distract people who love sports? Sports, 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 sports. 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 Do you find sports distracting? Feel the need to chant sports for hours on end? Then come on by the CITR station at the
1: new sub to get involved. We do play-by-play, color commentary, audio production, interviews, and so much more. Only on CITR 101.9 FM.
0: Hey there. My name is Callum Ng, the executive director of BC Athlete Voice. We are an athlete-focused organization helping British Columbia's athletes become their best. How do we do that? Well, if you're a BC athlete, we can help you with pretty much everything related to leadership, advocacy, and education. For example, we can help you find funding, start a new athlete group, or develop better public speaking skills. It's all at bcathletevoice.ca. And don't forget to look for us on Twitter and Facebook by searching BC Athlete Voice. Check it out.
1: Welcome back. Um, moving on to hockey now. A bit of a rough week for UBC Hockey on both the men's and women's sides. Uh, the men visited University of Saskatchewan while the women hosted them. All four games, uh, University of Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan prevailed here. Um, starting off at the women's team, this matchup was actually a rematch of the Canada West semifinal from last year. The Thunderbirds won that three-game series. Um, they eventually went on to become Canada West champions and national bronze medalists. This time, though, it was absolutely impossible for the Thunderbirds to score on Saskatchewan goalie Jessica Vance. Huskies initially had a tough time scoring as well, but they eventually potted a Caitlin willoughby game winner late in the third and an empty netter to seal the deal. On Sunday, all the action happened in the second. The Huskies opened the scoring before UBC finally solved Jessica Vance, who gave up a big rebound that was pounced on by UBC's Hannah Clayton Carroll. They needed the power play to do it, though, and just a minute after it was tied, um, the Thunderbirds let in the eventual game winner from Emily Upgang. The Thunderbirds currently sit fourth in the conference, only four points back of first place.
0: And not only was this Vance's first shutout of the season, it was her first win. Thunderbirds' offense has more or less been embarrassing as of late, uh, with only two goals in their last three games, but good job uh, for Vance.
1: Yeah, and the problem isn't goaltending, because the UBC goalie, um, Amelia Bone, has been stellar so far this season, and even in for a cold streak for the rest of the team, really, she's been really solid. Um, Matt Hewitt, UBC Thunderbirds goalie for the men's side, was excellent as ever as well on Friday night. He made 37 saves, but he could not stop the Huskies from triumphing 4-3 in overtime. After a fast-paced, open-ended game of regulation hockey ended 3-3, Levi Cable slotted home the overtime winner just a minute into the extra frame. Manraj Heyer, Austin Viterl, and Chase Clayton scored for the Thunderbirds. Saturday's game looked like it would be heading the same way, with the Huskies and Thunderbirds tied up after two periods for the second night in a row, but the Huskies exploded for three goals in the third game, in the third period rather, to win the game, and put some serious doubt into the Thunderbirds heading into this next little homestand. Hewitt wasn't playing in this one, If he might have, uh, he could have maybe stopped the bleeding a little. It was backup Ryan Toth who took the big hit to his GAA. Uh, He put up a less than stellar 8.70 save percentage in this one. Manraj Heyer and Tyler Sandu were the UBC gold scorers. The Thunderbirds sit fifth in the conference, nine points out of the top spot. Just a quick um, note here. Um, The Vegas Golden Knights are in a very interesting goaltending situation. They only have one and a half, I'll say. Goalie's healthy. Maxim Legacy looks to be the starter, but he could be too sore to go. After sustaining an injury on Tuesday night, if he does, Dylan Ferguson will be the starter for the Golden Knights, and they will call up UBC Thunderbirds goalie Matt Hewitt to ride the bench for the second time in two years.
0: And that'd be great for Hewitt. I mean, getting another look in the in the pro leagues, getting him out of kind of the college play. Um, but looking back here at the university, I mean, he's been he's been getting shelled. It they've allowed thirty-five or more shots in their past six games. This Thunderbirds defense is not helping him out at all, um, and it's. The the fifty seven shots last game, that's that's something that has to change and can't can't keep up if the Thunderbird team wants to have a real run this season.
1: Yeah, I mean the offense looks good. Um there wasn't a six goal performance like they had last weekend, but they're producing at a pretty decent uh, pace for a competitive gameplay. Hewitt's still amazing. Um if this defense shows up, we could be looking at a surprise counter West threat, but it's looking like that's a pretty big if right now.
0: Right. And really gonna have to collect their defense. So we'll see what I guess. Hewitt can either do for the, both the Thunderbirds and potentially the uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas team this weekend. Yeah. Uh, looking over at football, wow. Nico DeFonte, legend of a historic Saturday for the Calgary Dinos. The UBC Thunderbird football team was devastated and silenced after somehow a 59-yard field goal skimmed past uprights as time expired on the game clock. And it, it's really something out of a storybook. The Dinos earned an insane 44-43 win to stun the UBC Thunderbirds in the 81st Hardy Cup, and um, it's really just a nightmare for the Thunderbirds who came so close last season as well. The second-year kicker, DeFonte, of the Dinos broke his own personal record of 49-yard field goal as well as setting both a Canada West and U-Sports record in the process of winning the game. Uh, The previous mark was set at 57 yards. Um, but just incredible. I, it's it's hard to really imagine the pressure that DeFonte was under in that situation. The game, though, on Saturday marked the pair's third consecutive matchup in the Hardy Cup if there wasn't enough drama already between the Thunderbirds and Calgary. The conference teams uh, didn't have just a wild last minute, but the last 15 minutes they combined for 38 points, trailing 41 to 35 with less than two minutes in the fourth. UBC marched down the field, and with 16 seconds left on the clock, UBC quarterback Michael O'Connor threw his fifth, fifth touchdown of the day to put UBC in a 42-41 lead on what appeared to be the game-winning score. Uh, O'Connor, in this process, tied a school record for touchdown passes, as well as becoming the second quarterback in Canada history to throw five touchdown passes in a league playoff contest. An incredible game for many different players. Um... But after the the next kickoff, Calgary managed to push the ball 23 yards down the field, leaving Nico DeFonte with this uh, legendary 59-yard attempt to win it with just two seconds left on the clock. Uh, and he had made something of similar distance in practices, but it was at the outer limits of his range, and this was an extremely high-pressure situation. Uh, Calgary takes a timeout here, and with no wind, DeFonte's kick sailed through the air and cleared the uprights and UBC's playoff hopes and I guess expectations really to move on were just tossed into the dirt. But now if you're a Dino fan, you're moving on to the national semifinals as Calgary will host Laval Rouge Etouard, excuse my pronunciation, do not speak French, <laughs> um, in the Mitchell Bowl on Saturday, November 18th at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time.
1: That would be Laval Rouge or Thank you, um, Uh <laughs> After putting up a seven, uh, 7 a quarter for the first three, UBC put 22 on the board in the fourth. Wasn't quite enough. Everyone thought it would be. Um, looking at this, uh, Calgary had better rushing 235 yards uh, as opposed to 149 for UBC and only took six penalties compared to UBC's 10. And obviously time of possession, 37 minutes for Calgary, 23 for UBC.
2: No matter how much the time of possession was skewed in favor of Calgary in this one, both teams managed to put up incredible offensive numbers the teams combined for over 1,000 yards of total offense. Both O'Connor and Dino's quarterback Adam Sinagro threw 26 for 37. O'Connor finished the day with 350 357 yards throwing and five touchdowns, while Snaggo had
0: 344 yards throwing and three touchdowns. Statistically, an incredible game. Emotionally, an incredible game. Probably the best uh, Hardy Cup in history. Gotta say, um, Saturday's victory also marked Calgary's eighth Hardy Cup during their streak of 10 consecutive appearances. Now, I think we will take a look ahead for what the Thunderbirds have on their schedule for the upcoming week.
1: Yeah, tomorrow night we're going to have women's and men's volleyball starting at 5 p.m. Pacific time in Alberta as the two powerhouses try to battle it out. One of these men's teams will end their undefeated streak to start the season. At home, we have men's ice hockey at 7 against Mount Royal, and women's ice hockey is visiting Mount Royal um, on that same night. Uh, Lastly, basketball begins with the women's team starting at 6, taking on the Trinity Western Spartans. On Saturday, men's rugby play away at McMaster. This is the um, Canadian Men's Rugby National Championship. Uh, UBC opened that with a huge 46-0 win um, earlier today. They will take on the West Coast Kings at home starting at noon. We'll have the same hockey matchups against Mount Royal um, beginning at 2 p.m. as we had um, on Friday Volleyball will get started at 4 Pacific in Alberta, and basketball we will be starting here at UBC at 5 Pacific. We'll have that one for you live on CITR. And
0: thank you guys all so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye and CITR. This is CITR 101.9. The upcoming show will be Intersections, hosted by the Gender Empowerment Collective here at CITR. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, and Jake. Tune in Thursdays from 3.30 to 4, and have a great rest of your day.